Aye, aye. I tell you the way the shit did me. Don't let it do you, man. Stay the fuck down. Come on, man. Come on, look. We don't need the money, man. I got us a deal. Well, I'm gonna split it with you, man. 50-50 all the way, man. Just like I said I would. Look, it's on him, man. The whole bat's on a till him. Wrong bat. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. And... <laughs> Greg doesn't have the soundboard in front of him today. So I know. That was... We've gone on. Is Michael Winslowing it? <laughs> I really feel like... A couple of recordings in the new studio. I feel quite ghetto here. <laughs> We're back in our scrappy setup, yeah. which is ironically, I don't know if you've noticed our quality, recording quality. We've been recording better with the scrappy stuff because we got so used to it. We're still on a bit of a learning curve with the new stuff. Yeah, it's so a forgive us. Curve. We're getting a little too close to the mic. We're getting a little uh, pop, pop. little pop, 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 pop going on. We record. We go pop. But we're getting there. It's a it's a learning curve. Yeah, they're with us. Tenth episode. Yeah. Well. 30th episode. 30th episode. Oh, that's episode. a lot of episodes. Yeah. That's yeah. 30 Movies. Hours. At least. It's probably 30 hours, yeah, average. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's You know what cool. that means? What does that mean? It means it's time for more Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I thought you had a sound effect then. You're like, you know what that means? And you looked over <laughs> your keyboard like you are going to. Nope. Press a. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Button. Just checking I was recording. So we're chronologically going through um, Jean-Claude Van Damme's career, as yep. you know. So we obviously, well, we started with Bloodsport. Yep. Controversially to some, omitting No Retreat, No, no surrender. surrender, which we found out is on Amazon Prime Video. Amazon is a gold mine, as it turns out. This yeah. is not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. But they should consider us, you know. As a as a as a partnership opportunity because they have a gold mine of Jean Claude Van Damme pictures. They got pretty much all of them. No Retreat, No Surrender is not a commonly found movie. Yeah, so but we should watch that. Just yeah, because yeah, we did Bloodsport. Bloodsport. We touched on Cyborg. Spent more time on Kickboxer, and now we are at Wrong Bet, Wrong aka Bet. Lionheart, aka Full Contact, aka Leon. A.K.A. AWOL, Absent Without Leave. So this movie had five different names depending on where you saw it. In the world. In the in the world, not which room in your house or anything mm. like that. Yeah. So in Australia it was Wrong Bet, hence me talking to people about it all week and having no idea what I was talking about. Um, I think Lionheart in the US and in other countries, yada, you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, we're going to use the term Lionheart probably, I would think, for uh, the remainder of this episode. I might stick to Wrong Bet if that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's fair. We might interchange we'll a little bit. But you get the idea. So this movie came out in either 1990 or 1991, depending what you read or maybe depending what country you were in. I'm mm. unclear. But the budget was $6 million. The gross was $24 million. Ooh. That's, that's pretty good. We're getting into very profitable territory here. Yeah, his star is rising. Yeah, yeah. And he, he has more of that vibe about him in the movie too. We'll get into all that. But he looks 10 years older. He looks like an adult now. 
It kind of looks very boyish before. Mm, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 27% critic score, 52% uh, audience score. Interesting. A little harsh, I would say. I think it's a bit harsh. For a film of this caliber. Yeah, because I think Bloodsport was much higher. Perhaps more iconic, but I think in terms of quality, I think this would be a bit higher. Maybe this sits somewhere between in a in a chasm between people that like straight up martial arts movies and people that wanted drama. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. And also just over the top, like Bloodsport's so over the top. Yeah, as it's keeping Whereas this is just kind of sort of in the middle. It's still over the top, but you know what I'm getting at. It's more sensible almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's more It's more like a, a drama, just a, a film. They're taking a swing at a drama here. Yeah. 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 Oh, good good pun, by the way. <laughs> um, so in, in terms of personal context, I'll go first because it'll be quick. I, I, never, <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> I'd never heard of it. And even when you were like, no, it was wrong, bet. I'm like, still never heard of it. So this was a complete blind spot for me. Really? Yeah. I think it's – I was talking about it with someone at work the other day. I reckon it's because – at this age, you just have access to what you have access to. Yeah. And then either your mate, some mate has it. Or they don't. Or it was on TV or you've never heard of it. Well, <laughs> yeah. So this is one of those for me, which had its brought me some delights, which we'll get into. What about yeah. you, Gregory? Well, I certainly watched it quite a few times. I didn't, I don't recall having it long term on VHS. So a right. couple of other Van Damme movies, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, Double Impact, yeah. um, Universal Soldier. I had them on video, so like I watched them quite a lot. Yeah. But this one, I think we must have just borrowed it, or must have come over to our house a few times, enough for me to right. watch it a few times, and I like I remember it really, really well. Yeah. But I didn't watch it as much like over the years. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I knew I liked it. It was one that I wish I had seen. I hadn't seen it enough to get bored of it. And I remember wanting to watch it more. Right. So going into this rewatch, I knew it was going to be a delight because I knew I remembered it very well, but it was going to be like yeah. definitely like a fresh. Hadn't seen it for, I wouldn't yeah. have seen this for over 20 years. Oh, well, I'd never saw it. So I I was very excited for the rewatch. Before we get into our first thoughts on the rewatch, should we do a little uh, path getting made? Little, of course. Uh, little origin story here. See where Van Damme's at in his evolving Yeah, style. so picking up where we left off. So the year now is 1990, so that's two years after Bloodsport. That's one year after Cyborg and Kickboxer. Ooh, it's he's, pretty quick. Yeah, right. These are frequent shit. So also, they're, they're starting to realize, oh, he's good. Let's just keep him. He's like, I want to make movies. Yeah, he's he's getting more mainstream, more of a star. Like when you start to when you're doing research on this movie, you start to dig for stuff. He's on Arsenio. He's on like whereas before it was just some weird local TV station. You know, yeah. like he's actually getting some traction. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been married. He's got kids. He married a bodybuilder named Gladys Portugues. I don't know ah. how to pronounce her name. But I think we actually missed that last time around. They were they got married a, a few years earlier. But I think worth calling out because we're going to be revisiting this throughout the, the different chapters of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Gladys. Um, Gladys. 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 Uh, but things are going well and they're about to kick it up a notch. You know, he's doing well. He's got a family. Everything's going great. But is he really achieving what he wants to achieve? You may remember a man named Sheldon Letich. Letich. Ooh, did he have a brother? Maybe. <laughs> Not that was, never mind. <laughs> Sheldon Letich was the writer Wrong brothers. Of, <laughs> of Bloodsport. And since Bloodsport, JCVD and Sheldon had become good buddies. And they believed in each other more than anything else. They believed in each other. He, mm. Jean-Claude knew that Sheldon could be a great director someday. Mm. And, and Sheldon knew that Jean-Claude could be a great actor someday. Could, Not could just be, a karate guy. Famous. 
well, no, this is what they specifically say, not just famous, an actor. And they've, they use the, the phrase, not just the karate guy, several times. Yeah. <laughs> not just a karate guy. Yeah. Well, you'd argue he's later, you know, like he's modern. I've got a whole man. thing on that because I, I am kind of there a little bit. I've, I've been saying I like him as an actor. I don't know if he's great, but there's something that I really, I really mm. like. Anyway, so they, they decide, well, let's fucking do this thing. They co-write a script. Uh, What's being, it about? It's this script. It's this movie. Oh, yeah. whoa. Yeah, isn't that a coincidence? What, um, <laughs> what a turn of events. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, I realized this means, because he also co-wrote uh, Rambo 3. So he's well ingrained in lap pack mm. territory. So bowed down. But being the good buddies that they were and, and the belief that Jean-Claude had in Letich, um really lobbied for him to be the director, not just the writer. There was this short film that Sheldon Letich had written, in, uh, directed, made, whatever, in 1983 called Firefight, Ooh. which I have no idea what that is. Sounds but, violent. Yeah. Definitely Fighting, fire. Yeah. That'd be like R18+. Uh, it would have that voice. It wouldn't have the regular guy. It would have the angry, yeah, yeah. the machete. Van Damme showed that to the producers, got him hired as director. Has and, he, and was, he known baby. As, was he known as Van Damage yet? No, I've never heard that before. Mm, maybe that comes later. But Van Damme, because we talked about this as well, didn't we, in one of them, thinking his name was Van Damme. This was one of those ones that just had Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. this is it. Yeah. Exactly. It said on the on the, on the the box of the cassette. And it kind of sounds like a VHS, name if you're a kid and you don't know Van any better. Damme. Oh, Van Damme. Yeah. His first name's Van. Yeah. Yeah. Like, How about like Morrison. Hey, but you know what else came along with Firefight? Um, no. Brian Thompson. We'll get into him later. Brian Thompson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Face guy. <laughs> he's got quite a face. It looks like he's, uh, he's trying to hide that he just took a mouthful of, he's eating your cookies or something. <laughs> 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 Who ate the cookies? Was it you, Brian? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you'll know him. We'll talk about him a bit more later. Poor man's Arnie. Uh, iconic, though. Poor man's Arnie. Poor man's Philip Seymour Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's basically a blood sport re-team, which is really pretty bloody cool. So Sheldon's back on board. Jean-Claude and I had originally come up with the basic idea for this years ago. We both liked a picture called Hard Times, a Charles Bronson picture directed by Walter Hill. We were just trying to come up with something new for him, where he wouldn't have to pretend he was an American, he wouldn't have to pretend this, pretend that. He could... You know, he could speak with his accent. He could pretty much be himself. Do you know who else was also part of that Bloodsport re-team? The old Prebe Dukes. What? Frank Dukes was the uh, fight choreographer. Oh, no, I thought you meant... The character. You hear the guy, the little... <laughs> oh, you thought... Jetson? Was... You look like Jetson. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was misleading. Yeah, Sorry. I know Frank Dukes was the choreographer. Yeah. Sorry to get your hopes up. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm still excited. <laughs> Yay, Frank Dukes. Yeah, Frank Dukes. It's not that exciting, though, because he's just a weird guy. Yeah, he is a weird guy. He's a weird guy. Um, when they were casting, a casting call went out to fighters all over the world, and nearly 1,000 guys showed up looking to be part of the movie. They held auditions at Frank Dukes' fight school in, in North Hollywood. Fighting was important in this movie because apparently they were fighting for real. I've heard mixed reports. I think it probably wasn't, but... Frankie Dukes seemed to suggest it was. And we make this dynamic duo and we bring together 
fights and movement, and much like ballet. Wow. Wow. We choreograph everything. We do, uh, we do everything together. We find the casting, all the fighters. This movie is very special because we have real fighters. What we do is for real. We make real contact in these fights. There's no pulling punches here. Yeah, right in there, right in there. We control the punch. We control the power that comes out so we don't break ribs. But I can tell you, when you go home at night, you know, and you've been in here, and just as a choreographer getting hit six, seven times, you feel it. But what's magnificent about it is to see these guys really just give it their all, and that reality, you can't fake. Or could you? Could you act it? Yeah. <laughs> he said they're not pulling punches. But then he said, but you go soft. Like he's, That's what you, a pulling a punch yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. That's literally what pulling a punch is. So Frank Dukes being very Frank Dukes there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hey, but in brighter news, Michelle Kissy is also back. His old buddy. Oh, I've been calling him Michael this whole time. I keep going back and forth. I think it's Michelle. Well, he's Flemish or whatever. <laughs> Isn't he Moroccan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good look at this movie. Very Drake. Yeah. <laughs> he looks suave. How good was the... It was um, very low-key. The stakeout. Yeah, he had a good vibe going on. It I is. I, I need a Van Damme. <laughs> I'm just trying to find that man. I'm doing a stakeout. I'm just hit by the window. <laughs> it looked like a film clip when he was um, when he was doing the stakeout. Yeah, it looked cool. Hmm. He had a few moments where I was like, oh, it just looks He's cool. just going to start singing or like Keith Sweat. <laughs> Keith Sweat. <laughs> Twisted. Um, anyway, I didn't have a whole lot in the background outside of this, but it was, it was shot mostly in LA, even the New York scenes. The French parts were shot just outside of Las Vegas. What? Yeah. In the desert of Vegas? Yeah. Not in the desert of France, as you may have thought. <laughs> uh, came out with five different titles. We covered that already. And one final making of point that I think is very important is that it was Jean-Claude Van Damme's idea to cheekily drop the towel before he got into the shower. Was it? Reveal the buns. He was like, he asked, he asked Letich, the director, like, what do you think? Should I maybe drop the towel before I... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's shoot one with, one without. And then we decided to keep it in. And it's kind of become his trademark ever since. <laughs> it has. It has. You know, it's, it's, it's in our formula. Yeah. Which we'll get into soon, won't we? All right, so that's how, that's how it all came about. Should we watch the trailer? Listen to the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> they think they can get away with murder. This is gasoline. But they didn't count on one thing. Does he have any other relatives? Anyone else that could possibly help? Who gave up your family when you joined the Legion? I never give up my family. He's trained to fight for his life. Now, he's fighting for revenge. Let's tell him Joshua's here with somebody I think she'd like to meet. Sure, you want to mess up that face, handsome? They think it's a game. Hey, I got three to one against Lionheart. He's playing for keeps. But now, he's facing the ultimate challenge. That's him, a born killer, not some bum we picked off the street. Well, this dude's already bad, they bodies. I'll beat the guy I have to. 
are simple. There's no rules. <laughs> the stakes are high. What I did tonight, I did for my family. You win. You live. Now what's it gonna be? You lose. You die. It's going to be simple. Van Damme is... Yes, yeah, so they're calling him Van Damme there. In the trailer. And I guess, yeah, maybe that was a marketing thing. It's like, it's too, people don't remember four names. Yeah. Van Damme, it rhymes, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, how did you find the rewatch? That was a delight. Yeah. I loved it. I hear you. Uh, it was a different pace from the yeah. last couple. Yeah. For a number of reasons. What were those reasons? Well, <laughs> good question. <laughs> <laughs> what were those reasons? <laughs> he was a slightly more vulnerable Van Dam. Agree, agree. He was focusing on helping his brother and his wife. Yeah, there's Sorry, a few things. His brother's wife and child, and you got something you want to say up front? Well, just the fact that in my rewatch, having never heard of this movie, I didn't watch any trailers or anything, and you didn't really, know what you were getting. I didn't know what I was getting, and it really added to the experience. Yeah. Especially because it turned out to be good. At first, I thought, oh, this is not good. The story was definitely bigger for me, this rewatch, where as a kid, I probably would have just blocked, fast forwarded to the right. fight scenes. And I didn't even know there were, I didn't, well, I knew there would be fight scenes, but I didn't know what it, what the construct was. Like, what are we, what's the thing we're operating within here? Like, what is, what's this, what is this? It's lying. And, and then once I realized, oh, it's like, yeah, like Rich People Fight Club. That's a cool, that's cool. Yeah. And then, what you were starting to get at, there were so many things in there. I'm like, oh, we're kind of subverting a lot of the Van Damme things that you usually see. It's yeah. really cool. Except his butt. Except his butt. His butt's right in there. But my point is, watching movies with zero context can be very uh, rewarding. Oh, yeah. Big I time. Think that's why, I think that's why Black Mirror is good. Because you know how every episode of Black Mirror you watch, you don't know, have no any idea if you ever watched it? I know what it's about. I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. But I... Because every episode is a self-contained story. It may so be you a don't, shared so you don't. So you're just going like, you don't know what you're in for. So it's almost like you're spending the first 10 minutes trying to understand the premise, whereas most movies you watch, you already understand the premise. How long do the episodes go You don't for? even know what genre. It's, I mean, it's going to be sci-fi, but you know what I mean? It's kind of... Um, but how? But what level of sci-fi yeah, and what yeah, direction like, of oh, sci-fi? Oh, we're in like hardcore sci-fi here, or we're in lighthearted. Or, yeah, we're in robot territory. And so that's what it was kind of like for this. I was like... Oh. How sci-fi is this movie? <laughs> How sci-fi are we going to get? Is he a robot? Yeah. Is he a cyborg? I did watch Cyborg without context in that. It wasn't True. that rewarding. But, but it's like... The, na- it's the giveaway was the name viewing. in that one. Yeah, that's, well, that's true. But it's like more active viewing. Mm. I'm sitting there like looking yeah, for good. clues and things. I'm like, oh, I wonder what... The, oh, how's that going to work? And like he's in France at the start and they talk about... Legionnaires, and I'm like, is this Legionnaire? Have I got this mixed up? Yeah. There's a whole other movie called Legionnaire, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it was just really fun to pick up those clues and then settle in once I realized, oh, okay, that's this. Okay, this is nice. I'm going to enjoy this. It was fun. I strongly recommended. I think it was the second fight when he got taken, when when his mate Joshua took him to that underground fight with the rich white people. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. With the car park? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I'd like to wear a tuxedo to a, or like a fancy bo- gown yeah. to a uh, underground 
Yeah, and then lick blood when it splashes on you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no hesitation on Greg's face then. Oh, yeah, and I also thought this is a bit like his commando in a way. Because he's getting to play a real character with dialogue. And, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't have a lot of dialogue in other movies. Yeah. And so, and it was you killed sort my of brother. A bit more mainstream. Everything's a lot more professional in it. So it felt like almost his first real, not real, because it's not the biggest one, but I don't know. It felt like a legitimization of. of but it wasn't, a, it wasn't just a tournament. It's like his a, arrival. Yeah. I guess it kind of was. But it kind of was. Well, that's the other weird thing, too. <laughs> and it was, still, it was still a revenge thing, kind of. But not kind really. Of, but not really. Yeah. So, okay. Because so that... was what about his brother? But he was doing it to help rather than to seek revenge. So it's almost like this is my first kind of big point is that it's sort of the exact opposite, like mirror image almost of Bloodsport. It's not the opposite because it is still almost a fight tournament. Go on. Are you saying it's upside down world? Kind of. Territory. There's weird Territory. things where it's he's obviously the the plot is it's fight to fight to fight to fight, which is similar to Bloodsport. Same writer, and there's two people from the army trying to take him back to the army. Yeah, that's like very specific. <laughs> is that Letitia's only? Is that that in Rambo Three as well? <laughs> Probably. Probably. So weird, right? That's so specific. But um, it's even got the Rambo Two guy in it. Does it? Who's that? One of the guys trying the other the non Michelle Kissy. Oh. Yo, 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 the mm. Bosnian guy with the neck, the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Can we watch? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he's from he's from Rambo. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, and the interesting one, he isn't like it is. Re- like it's less revenge. Yeah. Because he's not actually the the arch villain in this. Isn't really Attila. That's just some guy yeah. who gets who gets rolled out as the bad street fighter. Again, He's got like no sort context. of inverting the cliche. Like usually it's some foreign cliche, but it's a white person, the bad guy. Kind you know what I mean? We've gone from Tong Po and, and Chong Lee. And Bo Lung, Bo Lung, Yeah. yeah to, to white Michelle lady with Kissy's slick back hair. <laughs> That's Michelle Kissy's brother. Who is? Attila. No. The, the actor is Michelle Kissy's brother. That's the Kissy brothers. I, I had, really? Yeah. He looks like I, I thought it was Andre the Giant briefly. It looks like yeah. Andre the Giant. It's crazy, yeah. hey. And because then when I, when it came on screen, I started googling it, and Andre the Giant pictures were coming up. I was like, that. It's not Andre not, the Giant. I, no, it's it's Michael Kissy's brother. Whoa, he's huge. He's huge, isn't he? I think Yo. Michael Kissy's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, but like but not giant. normal big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like next level. He's a giant. But yeah, like it's. I don't know. There's this sort of narrative through the movie about. Um, like poverty, it's kind of like poverty's the enemy. Yeah, but I thought that was I thought I'm that was pretty cool high. too. I feel like there's something really nice about this where it's um, it's almost <laughs> it's not, but it's almost like a really smart movie. Like it's commentary on the class system and yeah, you know what I mean. There's something almost there's there. Some, it's almost there, like almost, almost literally Fight Club esque a little bit, but almost also like Hunger Games, like micro Hunger Games. Mm. Vibe going on. Another one I thought of was almost like The Purge as well, where it's like there's there's something that it's in that world. It doesn't quite articulate it perfectly, but it's kind of awesome. Yeah, I I mean, I love that. And he he doesn't hook up with a chick. He doesn't. He doesn't hook up with a chick. Now that's I didn't remember that. He's. uh, You may as well. Like he kind of owed it to her. (laughs) 
Which one? The sister? I mean, his oh, sister-in-law Cynthia. or the the? Is he bang Cynthia? No. Yeah. yeah, it really doesn't. He's like, what's wrong with this guy? Did he get neutered in? That's the thing. The Legion, French Foreign Legion. Yeah, he's just trying to help his family, man. And it's such a lovely. It's if anything, the romance is between him and Josh, Joshua. That's a beautiful story. He loves a bromance, doesn't he? Usually he falls in love too quickly. This one, they drew it out nicely. Like they were kind of opposites and yeah. they really came together yeah, nicely. Yeah, that's true. It was nice because I didn't think he was going to be a main character. And then they just the kept turning tears up. at the end, like it was, and he felt bad. He was, the actor's name is um, Harrison Page. And Ooh, good he name. Was, he was the heart and soul of this movie, in my opinion, mm. except for the portrayal. But <laughs> he really like, he made terrific. a stick, yeah, I f- yeah. The betrayal, but the betrayal kind of added to it, and because it, it was tortured about it, it yeah. wasn't like he was actually an asshole. And, then that and it was more like a weakness, and he knew he was shouldn't do it, and it was it really made it like yeah. legit. There was legit like feels. feels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say his character did have some um, potentially in this day and age racial stereotypes. Yes, go on. on. I thought. Perhaps. You going to uh, elaborate on that? Yeah. <laughs> Why unnecessary eating of fried chicken? Oh. It's at the front. Eating oh, the, KFC. Especially yeah. his KFC. Yeah, good point. Some of his dialogue. Yeah. And just a little bit, you know, that sort of um, but, from from the streets type vibe. Yeah. But I guess coming off the back of a film where the bad guy was a white guy in yeah. yellow face. Yeah. It's progress. <laughs> it is progress. Um, At least it was played by a black guy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and then obviously the Michael Kesey stuff, Michelle. Why do they play Aladdin-esque Arabian <laughs> riffs every time he came on the screen? <laughs> I didn't notice that. Mate, they play full like... That's amazing. Music when he came on, he's like, Mustafa. His name was Mustafa. Oh, which right. Which is fairly... Yeah. Well, it could be his name, right? But, yeah. You know. Um, Interesting. Which was pretty hectic. And then there's Mexican gangs in like getting chased by police and they're all in like plaid, you know, like checks. It's all pre- it was all very cartoony. Actually, that's the first thing. It was before I knew it was a fight movie and very close to a Street Fighter type movie, game movie. The first fight, the way they're in the background cheering in all their cliched yeah. outfits and stuff, I'm like, this looks like a Street did. Fighter, the crowd. It you know did. how in the back of Street Fighter there's always like go, that weird, girl, like, go, go. You can't see us, but we're both like punching the air. Doing like a static. Like a static like, sort yeah. of back and forth. And there's, yeah, like weird cheering and people in really cliche. And then it, obviously the movie then goes into all different fighting arenas. So, are, yeah, it goes, uh, each fight feel is, it's kind of, I like it. Yeah. But at each fight. Once I got that that's what was happening, I was like, this is great. Yeah. Each scene, each fight scene feels like it's themed. One's on a squash court. One's on a switch is cool. One's in a swimming pool. With Sw- empty swimming empty pool. And then, but the people, the music, when they get to the swimming pool fight scene, the music goes to like that sort of 80s Caribbean I kept thinking it was Calypso. I kept expecting it to be Anthony Kiedis he was fighting in Point Break, like the Point Break version. Yeah. Stay out of my pool. That would be a waste of time. People can't see us. Nope. We're just going to fuck you up. Bonk. Yeah, and the, yeah, the, the, in the in that fight, everyone in the crowd is in these mad eighties yeah. swim costumes. And again, like, looks like a video game. It looks where like, the, yeah. everyone's just in these really cliche outfits. So, I guess that's fair as long as everyone is treated as a cliche. Maybe. Well, the homeless people were. <laughs> that's for sure. They were covered in dirt. <laughs> why were they? Why were their faces covered in soot? Like they just 
chimney swept for well, a few days. There's a story Harrison Page when he was auditioning stuck his hands in some shit. Like actually, I didn't mean it that way, but it turned out to be literally shit to like really show he could look like a bum. And then he got the part. Yeah, right. And then when they were filming, bum, people thought he shit. actually was a bum. Oh, really? Yeah, he he was very much in, in character, in, in bum character. Um, <laughs> it kind of had musical hues. Now we said, what did we watch last oh, week? Because we, I think I said this. Hook. In, I said you that said about Hook. Music. So maybe I'm just in that frame of mind. But and maybe it was because the young girl looked like Annie. Oh, she did, didn't she? But mm. oh, that's a good point because fighting is sort of like dancing, big time. And then you got music during the fight scenes. That's a really cool idea to do some kind of genre mash like that. And it was pretty, you know, like the scenes where, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. West Side Story is full of that, Yeah, I was isn't thinking it? that. Yeah, West Side Story. You know, the scenes where he's going around to the house through the, like, the, the ghettos. Yeah. And it's got that music and she's riding a bike and stuff. I'll do a quick, yeah. I'll do a quick plot because I kind of, we've kind of talked about bits from the plot. Yeah. So I'll give it a little two minute number. So we open up on a guy doing a drug deal in the back alleys, and the guy has um, he's tried the drugs because I think you try the drugs before you do the exchange. That's what they do. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. They go, <clears throat> and, yeah and he goes, he goes up his nose, and he goes, yeah, this is sugar. <laughs> And then the guy, and then the guy goes, "That's right." And this is gasoline, and they pour gasoline. I totally on him. forgot about that scene. That's so and weird. Yeah, and they light him up. Oh, that was his brother. That was his brother. I didn't even. <laughs> that's, that's how it all starts. Okay, so this is the flaw <laughs> in not knowing the premise of the movie because I didn't. I was watching that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that scene happened, but then I didn't connect any. So, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I missed an important bit in between. I wasn't Maybe. eating a delicious dinner. Yeah, we were talking on the phone, I think. Oh, yeah, good point. All right. Um, so then we cut to the hospital and the guy's lying there and the wife and daughter's there and the wife and daughter, she's like, there's any other, fa- any other family? And she's like, there's no other family. And then we cut to the desert of Las Vegas, a.k.a. France. Uh, yeah. Oh, but the French Foreign Legion aren't in France, are they? Maybe not. I think they're in Africa. Up, uh, up the top there that makes sense. Do you know much about the French Foreign Legion? No. It's a independent. Um, you got to give up your part. You got to give up your citizenship to join. Oh, so wow. apparently, desert, it's full of deserters. So like, if you commit a crime and you want to escape your country and give up your identity, basically, you join the French Foreign Legion. Like Castle Black, perhaps. The, like the yeah. Is that what Jon Snow? Is that what was that? Maybe. Kind of same thing. In Game of Thrones, maybe. Yeah. There was actually. I remember back in the day there was like a sixty minutes doco on it because there was a couple of Aussies in it. Really? And yeah, and you just train all day, do gnarly cool. training. And I remember being a kid thinking, I want to do that, not realizing what it meant. Yeah. So he's there hanging out. He finds out his brother's died or is very sick, and he gets a letter about him. He gets in an argument with his guy, and he wants to basically go to his brother, and he's like, you gave up your family when you joined the Legion. Well, that makes more sense now, though. And then he breaks yeah, out, context. and that's why yeah. he ends up on the boat, and he's yeah. got no money, and that's why he's – you missed the – 
beginning of that. No, no, I get that. I just mean like that the legionnaires, you actually have to give up everything. Yeah. Yeah, that makes – I just thought it was the army. Yeah, no, it was like the French Foreign Legion. Yeah. Um, So then, yeah, so then he he basically gets on a boat, swims somewhere, yada, 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 sees a little – he's got no money. He's only got the clothes on his back and he sees a fight happening under a bridge. And he enters this like, thing. I'm going to get in on that. Smoke, yeah, and smokes a guy. Most humans do. So he basically has a series of fights, wanting to get enough money to get across the country from from New York over to LA. Finally makes it over to see his brother, and then he realizes his brother's sister, who wants nothing to do with him, she's like, "No, you you don't exist." And her little, they got a little baby. Little, yeah. He wants to. He realizes he needs to help them financially. They're they're absolutely skint. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what keeps him in the fight game. Yeah. Keeps having them punches, the fisty cuff yeah, yeah, good little good little formula there. Yeah. Bringing in those dollars. And he sort of goes up the ranks of this underground fight thing and yeah. gets gets introduced to that's this. That's a cool part too, how each, you know, first it's under a bridge and each one gets like a bit more, more high, elaborate high and cool. Yeah. And it is like a computer it's game. It's like a game, man. I love it. Yeah. It's cool. So he gets introduced to this couple – one played by Philip Seymour Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger <laughs> and the other by Cynthia. <laughs> it was like a classical 80s. Yeah, she had like the blonde. gelled hair. She had a weird head. Yeah. She was overly sexualized. She was just like the. Yeah, but it wasn't sexy either. No, what? I didn't know. Oh, uh, yeah, no. N- <laughs> I don't either. know. I think I just don't. Because we talked about this on Roadhouse, the chick on that. I just doesn't, just doesn't work for me that. Must be eighties chicks. I don't know what it is. Yeah, eighties chicks had like weird <laughs> clothes and yeah, weird look. But you know, I think it's also attitudes. Real. Yeah, it, I didn't real, like her personality. Yeah, she was kind of like what it usually the guy is, just like an asshole predator. Yeah, she was trying again. To, like this movie is kind of she's cool in how it's subverting yeah. these kind of cliches, these norms. Yeah, it's kind of cool, man. Yeah, she's she's basically a predator to Leon. She sees she takes him in and she's buttering she him up. She takes his underwear off while he's sleeping and he's like, because remember? Yeah. Oh, she's like, yeah, get up. I dare you or whatever. And he's like, oh. Where are my clothes? <laughs> she's like, <laughs> you were straped across the bed when I came in at midnight. Because <laughs> midnight is sensual. <laughs> yeah, it's so creepy. And then she lies on the bed. And yeah, yeah. she basically is just trying to jam him. Yeah. He's not having a bar of it. Yeah, so he keeps fighting, wants to get the monies, yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, and then the guys are coming after him as well. Yeah. So the two guards or whatever, Legion guys, are coming to get him. And then it's all squared up for a big final fight against this guy, Attila, that they bring in. He was big. He was huge. And they have a big, great fight. Yeah. And then it's all about betting, so the betting's big in this thing. And the whole time, Cynthia and Arnie Man... Their plan was to bring in a guy that would smoke Leon and he'd smash him and they'd make him some money. Yeah. And then he's uh, he was down and out and then he, uh, he overcame it and he won. His last little down and out bit, that's what we were saying before, Josh was like, tells him, he's like, give it up, you're going to die. That was a good moment. You don't want to like good. end up like me because Josh was banged up. I think he used to be a fighter. That's the premise, isn't yeah. it? He used to be a fighter as and well. And he's tortured about he's it. He's tortured. Like the, that moment and he, then he finally explains that he bet against him. He bet against him. Just and what – was that uh, the right bet? It was the wrong bet. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and then he like, – <laughs> And then he uh, – and then his comeback is like 
all time. He just gets up and does this giant. I, I'll win now. <laughs> and <laughs> That's it, but, the thing with these movies, man. But talking about the fighting, yeah, this is a more visceral, oh, yeah, choreography. I really liked it. Oh, that's Dukes. Like it hasn't aged poorly. It's aged quite well. Like that's some of it. A, it's interesting you say that because I I was very interested in your point of view on this because I thought it was didn't look bad in terms of technique and things, but it, there were a lot of fight scenes where it's just they're like taking turns hitting each other. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Yeah, so it's it's not hyper real. So just waiting. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, so it's a bit now of I'll that. Hit you three times. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, a bit of that, but yeah. it was more subdued in terms of it wasn't like. He j- he gets up from being his ass kicked, and he doesn't do like a a jump spinning back kick. Yeah, okay, I get you. He gets it's up. A bit more he does, it is a jumping kick, but like he, it's one that he sort of lunges into and puts his everything into. And that's a one off. Like it's not like he's funny that the whole time. Yeah, it, yeah. It it's wasn't more as ballet. Just down and dirty. Yeah, lots they're doing of these punches with like they look like bear claws almost. He likes that one, doesn't that one, he? The little yeah. the little knuckle knuckle down. With yeah, him. so it all felt a bit more. Um, it was primal. Bit, it was a bit even. more visceral, Did you say wasn't primal? it? Yeah, yeah it was visceral. Primal. Yeah, and like treading on his hands, like when yeah. he's on the ground, punching his knuckles. He does that. Punch. He does another nut punch. Attila, Attila punches his knuckles, right? Which looked painful. Yeah, but he did another nut punch. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. In early on, you got to. Yeah. Um, and then that's the end of the movie. The oh the movie. no, it's not. Isn't it? Then he, the guys. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, I got to take you back. We're taking you in. But I thought all... that was nice though too, where Michelle Kissy comes in and is like, "You fought well. We have to go now." Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, because they, felt... they they were like the bad guys coming to get him. But then after that fight, they were into him. They were like yeah. cheering him on and stuff. Again, it's like cliche. Obviously, we we don't grade a movie like this on the same level as we do like Goodfellas or something. What? But these. <laughs> and, whoa, Tristan speaks on behalf of Tristan. <laughs> but I mean, within the world of these kinds of movies, like there were genuine moments. I felt. Yeah, well, I was genuine into moments. It. I felt. I, I guess was I there. Say. Yeah. It made me think as well, you know, like Tarantino obviously plays into different genres and things. I'd like to see him do like a, a kind of a lap packy movie. This isn't totally lap pack. It's still kind of fighter brawler. But you know what I mean? Mm. That would be interesting. He hasn't really tapped into that world no, so much. Like just... do a smart. Because now that it's dated a bit. He might have interest because he typically because, yeah, doesn't Because often the aesthetic do... of this is kind of cool. Like yeah. he could really make it work. Yeah. You could really make it work. So I uh, might Venice, I 80s say Venice. Yeah. Well, my my idea for if you were to reboot this, make it a game. Actually, make it a game and keep it 1990 and just Ooh. be wholly authentic to that and make it a good fighting game. But like Rockstar Games or someone would make it. You know the guys that do GTA. I and, sure do. But they also randomly do weird ones. Like they made a really hardcore uh, table tennis game Did <laughs> like they? ten years ago. Yeah. And they did, um, they did. They did a game based on the movie The Warriors. I remember so they, that they, when that one came out. Yeah, so I could imagine them doing that, and a story-driven fighting game like this could be really cool. And you have all the different arenas, and you have all the. I'll be down. Like, you, you go from bum to like, that would be fucking. Just work cool, your man. way up the. Yeah, work your way up and make it legitimately like technically a good fighter and everything, like a fun fighting. Would game. Would you call it Lionheart or Wrong Bet? Oh, that's a good point. They'd have to call Lionheart. That I was think the... Lionheart works as a name, yeah. Um, so I was thinking about a very similar point to what you raised before, Gregory, that Jean-Claude Van Damme being sort of uh, very vulnerable and sensitive. <gasps> and this this made me notice it, but then in hindsight, he kind of has been in everything. When you think, when you compare him to other lap pack people, 
Like he, if something's happening, if his friend's yeah. getting murdered, he's always like the crying face, yeah. not the angry face. Like the, oh. <gasps> yeah, he's a crier. And I think maybe that's why I find him so endearing. Because you think about the lap pack and Arnie's kind of the funny, uber charismatic one. He's uh, the, he's they're, the, they're all kind of that, but he's the uber that. He's Stallone's yeah. kind of the everyman one, sort of, you know, generally speaking. Maybe that, this is his thing. He's the sensitive one. He the, is. Yeah. And I kind of I like that. And I think maybe that's why I just have this soft spot for him because he's a softie himself. Mm. I kind of like that. Um, oh, I think it's there's this earnestness. That's the word I was looking for. And it's yeah. almost like he doesn't he doesn't realize the movie he's in. Like he's given it so much heart. He doesn't yeah. quite have the technical ability yet, but you can tell he's putting it out there. It's going to be interesting when we cover um, Double Impact. Yeah. Cause Which Chad, I just worked out is going to be our 50th episode. That's quite poetic. It is so poetic. Yeah, it's cool. Because Chad is like the sensitive like oh one. really and alex i mean i've told you now that you have amazon you've got to watch uh, jean-claude van johnson yeah i think he's legitimately good in that i think there's that movie jcvd as well where he's yeah. supposed to be really good there's some notes he can play and if with the right director the right script if he just plays those notes you know there's some songs of karaoke you can nail and there's some you can't mm-hmm. if you choose the right one i think it's that for him if he just has some of those yeah if he stays in his wheelhouse yeah there's these There's things magic. he can do pretty well because he has yeah. those sweet, sad Puppy eyes. eyes. <laughs> yeah. But he talks about it even in the making of this movie. He talks about wanting to be a more, not just a karate guy, but an actor. Not just famous, but an actor. I wasn't happy in Belgium. I was making lots of money. I own a gym, big gymnasium. But I sold everything and I came here because I just want to do it so badly. It was before karate, before everything else. I want to become an actor, not a star, an actor. Harrison and John claude action! Because I love acting. I love the look of people, the face, the shadow, the light. All of my movies, I'm box office in Europe. It's, it's a miracle to me. I mean, people like my face, but I want to do good movies. And it, it takes it take time. I'm a karate guy, and it's difficult, you're right, for a karate guy or a, any kind of sport guy. They always, people think, Impossible, you can be an actor. You don't learn acting. You go to school, you go to, 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 to hear people about acting, but I believe, I really believe deep inside, you're a sensitive person, and when you have taste, you have taste. When you have it, you have it. When you don't have it, you don't have it. And acting, it's something I've got inside me. But yeah, obviously, we can all have a little laugh at how he's maybe not the best actor, but I like that he's pretty sincere with it. And when you see yeah. him do some good, he does do some good stuff now. First of all, friend of the show, we like John claude Van Damme movies, but I'm talking about like, you know, that next tier up of acting. And he's, I reckon he's done it here and there. You see, you see notes of it in this maybe, maybe not the dialogue scenes yet. <laughs> but John claude Van Johnson, that's got it. But, um, um So Brian Thompson, should we touch back on Brian Thompson? Yeah. So let me try and describe him since we're on an audio. Format, but I will put it on Instagram. Brian uh, Thompson, you, you know his face. He was in some movie with an ice pick all the time. Who was he killing with an ice pick? Uh, was that in Cobra? No. Maybe. Oh, no, that was with a big knife. Or maybe it was X-Files or something. He was in X-Files. Yeah, I think that's probably what I remember. He's got the jaw, like he looks kind of like Arnie DNA injected into 
uh, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman fetus or something, and just kind of evolved. He was in actually he was in Terminator. Yeah, he was in Cobra. He was in Cobra. He was the he was the main bad guy in Cobra. In Cobra, yeah. Uh, he was in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He's sort of always been on maybe the lap pack periphery. He yeah, never... he wasn't in as much when I went through his filmography. He wasn't in as much as much as for as much as we know his face. Yeah, and I'm like, how do? And maybe these things like X Files. Maybe he was recurring. I don't know. Maybe, but and then well, when I was really... looking at what he was in, I was like, oh, he's in Expendables. No, turns out he was in Extendables. Yeah, which is the spoof version. He did a spoof version, co-starring Kevin Sorbo, Hercules. And um, Patrick Warburton. Who? Patrick oh, Warburton. Yeah. Putty. Got to support the team. <laughs> Should we talk a little bit about Harrison Page? I do think he was the heart and soul of this movie. What did, um, yeah, I didn't find much on him. He was in a few sitcoms and things. He seems to be relatively well known. I didn't know him. I didn't know him. I didn't know him, but he was good in this. But he really brought the feels, man. He was great. I felt it. Yeah, I felt it. Especially that last scene. I was like, yeah, we've been on a journey, man. <laughs> yeah. That was genuine. That was genuine. He didn't want him to be what he was. Yeah. He knew his life stunk. He knew yeah. he made the wrong choices because yeah. he, didn't, he didn't stay down. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And I found this clip of him talking about it as if this film is a romance too. And it's, it's really cool. With the tears? Uh, you know what, that scene, that both those scenes that I, I, I cried in, uh, I really didn't need, about the crying, uh, I didn't need a whole lot of preparation for that. For me, and I, I, I do a lot of, of crying in, my, in most of my stuff because I feel like, uh, you, you know, I don't, I don't like the, the whole kind of male heroic thing. I like to make the person a human being. You know, the love story of a film, hit me really hard and I, I think uh, as I as I recall as I look back on this um, personally my own relationship with guys have never been really that good and so I've always been kind of like standoffish and kind of like oh, hey man how you doing you know yeah, let's go play some football let's play some basketball but never really that kind of friendship uh, uh, has ever been that uh, prominent with me. So to have this particular piece bring out my own my own thing with me, because my what the, the, the men in my life, the, that image of my life has never been really that good. They were all either ne'er do wells, or they were abusive, or uh, you know they weren't trustworthy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know. All of that has been a part of my life. So to have this film and to try to form this kind of relationship with another guy, uh, I think is part of what made it so attractive for me. Yeah, Greg just made a good point. You wouldn't have heard just that. But unlike Jackson, so in Bloodsport, there's just sort of this... Ding. There's suddenly bromance. They've known each other for five minutes. And same with Kickboxer, they meet the guy, the guy that takes him to the hospital. They're suddenly like, yeah, yeah. Whereas this is like a there's organic, a, yeah. There's a there's an arc here. It's nice. And he, yeah, he's he's good, man. He's my MVP, just quietly. So the other big, notable, or little notable, was Ashley Johnson. 
the who, girl who played Annie, aka her <laughs> niece. Yeah, she looked like Annie. She did. Turns out she's played Annie. Had she? Yeah, she's played Annie in Annie Two, which is pretty funny. Really? I thought Annie Two. Yeah, hmm. the recrapping. <laughs> uh, so, but she's also she's grown up, and she was in she was the daughter in What Women Want. She was also in Growing Pains. Oh, remember Growing Pains with DiCaprio? DiCaprio was in Growing Pains, absolutely. With Kirk Cameron. With Kirk Cameron. With Robin Thicke's dad. Robin Thicke's dad. Now you're getting it. I used to love Growing Pains. Wrong bet could have used some sax. I think like some lethal weapon, yeah. sexy sax when she was being yeah. sultry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. I'm in. I don't know, Leon. All right. So as a reminder, a little refresher because it's been 10 episodes, 10 weeks since we last did this. Some time ago, Greg and I cracked the code. We distilled down every plot of every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie into a very succinct one sentence, a uh, little jam that is the pure essence of Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it's a good benchmark from which to, to measure the Van Damme-ness of any damn movie. Yeah. Because it'll something like this. Go so on. every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, this is their plot. Jean-Claude Van Damme plays an, air quotes, American who wears high-waisted pleated pants in a foreign land on a quest to seek revenge for a fallen loved one at the hands of a morally corrupt racial stereotype. But he's about to find out training to fight his enemies means <laughs> facing the enemies within and slowly doing the splits. He also gets his buns out. So it's an interesting one because there, there's a few in there that it's not that they're not there. They're just completely inverted or subverted or whatever. I don't know what the fucking word is. So... Maybe as a starting point, the accent, they explain it, but he's not an American. He's, he's French. He's just French. And I kind of like that. No, we don't have to make him American. He can just be French. I yeah. like that. I don't know if that means it passes this test. He can't be. He's not Russell, American. Sorry. Do we give that a pass or is that a. It's not fail. American. It's a fail. It has to be a fail. It's got to be a weird backstory. There's no yeah. weird backstory. Good point. Okay, buns. Tick, tick. Tick, tick. <laughs> splits. I wasn't paying attention to the splits. He must have done it, didn't he? When he did nut punch, was that a split? I don't think he outrageously does them. Like, he does a few kicks that are high enough to be the splits, but I can't recall him doing this. He must do a split somewhere in there. If he doesn't do the splits in this. He's dialed it right back, man. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay. Well, that's, that's it's only got one out of three so far. And I'm worried about the next one. Were his pants pleated? He had, yes, he had those sailor pants on. They were big sailor. They were high, buddy. right? They were high. I think that's a pass. It's a high. They were very high. They were high. Mysterious Foreign Land. So I'll say this is a pass, but it's it's like a flip, though. The Mysterious Foreign Land is America. <laughs> yeah, what? Can you if you're, if you're not at the top of the food chain, guess what, guys? America is... Yeah, it's the jungle out there. Yeah. Uh, okay, is the, is the bad guy 
a, a foreign racial stereotype. Well, th- by the yes. same token, kinda. Yes, they're yeah. big evil white rich yeah. people, but a good one. Like it's a good like those scenes under, in underrepresented the limo. racial stereotype. It's underrepresented. <laughs> the um, in the limo, you know, like oh, looking at perfect. them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Always giggling, and so, all black around them, like dark, and then yeah. their white faces. Ha 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 ha. Shadows. And so, in some ways, even though it doesn't pass two of those, it it is extremely. Van Dam in a good way, like it just works nicely. This oh man, it'll be a great video game. Mm. It would be great. All right, well, uh, is it verdict time? I think it's verdict time. Verdict time. Start. Verdict okay, time. I'll start with MVP Harrison Page. There, what? Yeah, he probably he probably might get the MVP. Yeah, we're going to introduce a new category tonight. Oh. To celebrate those minor parts that really punch above their weight. Yeah. So those low-key roles that really are a valuable contribution yeah. to the film overall. I'm listening. The low-key VP. Low-key VP. Is going to get rolled out here. Yeah. My low-key VP is the British guy <laughs> who plays the what's pet. His, what's his line again? He's just, I don't know, he's, there's he's there's a line the clap. He does oh, the say, clap, yeah. He does say a line. I had written it down on a separate set. I think you said of, it before. A separate set of notes. <laughs> I think uh, all in all, it's aged, but it's like a fine vintage. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's a good drop. It's a good 1990. And it's, it's dated, like it's in that beautiful time capsule of, 1990, which it's is essentially where it's, it's a desirable aesthetic. Like yeah. I said, you could make a video game and it's like, this is a cool filter to apply to the visual. Like, exactly. This is... Like the, the the swimsuits at the pool are yeah. all in fashion right now. Uh, it's a definitely a rewatch. And you could probably convince your girlfriend to watch it with you. Well, I mean, she wouldn't mind it. All right. What did you guys think? Did you watch this? If not, go fucking watch it now. What do we have coming up? Uh, coming up... It's I good. think we may have some Con Air. Hello. Put the bonnet back in the, back in the box. Put the bonnet back in the box. The uh, What else are we doing? Nightmare on Elm Street. What else are we doing? Cliffhanger. Ooh, that's what else are we doing? Three movie. Men and a Baby. There's all the movies coming up. Get yeah. involved. Get excited. It's going to be great. We're taking your suggestions. We're taking your suggestions. And then talking about them for a long time. Yeah, that's what we've been doing. That's what we do. That's our process, our process, depending on where you're from. Hit us up. Let us know if you've got a movie suggestion. Let us know if you've got a different thought on a movie we just covered. We'll give you a shout out on the show. Make sure you leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts that helps yeah. other people find us. A positive review. A positive review, yeah. If you don't like us, don't write anything. <laughs>